Some podcasters turn to premium feeds as a direct revenue source, charging their listeners a fee to access premium or ad-free content. Good work if you can get it for sure, but there's another benefit premium feeds can offer podcasters that can be much more valuable than subscription fees, and that's data. Hi, I'm Brian Barletta, and this is the audio version of my Sounds Profitable article. Special thanks to Claritas for sponsoring this article. Stick around to the end to learn more about how they can help you build more effective podcast ad campaigns. Hey, Theo. Can you say an introduction? About a month ago, Spotify announced that publishers on Anchor would soon be able to offer their content through paid subscriptions. The industry as a whole has been speculating on, or wishing for, this for a while, from the likes of Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon. After all, outside of Spotify, each of them not only has their own payment processing service and likely their listeners' stored credit card information, but also a strong history of selling digital content, including audio. The leap to paid subscriptions for podcasting from these services makes sense, but the big question is, what does that look like for publishers? Before these behemoths put their products live, before publishers start stripping out ads of their shows and uploading and managing their content across multiple platforms, I wanted to dig into the high-level topic of premium feeds. This fantastic tool is not only underused, it's being challenged by these partners bringing their offering to light in a way that removes the most valuable aspect of it for a publisher, a direct relationship with their listeners. Theo, can you say what are premium feeds? On most podcast apps, except Spotify, listeners have the ability to enter the RSS feed of a podcast directly into the app rather than searching for the show's listing in that app. Since most podcasts are trying to get as wide of a distribution as possible, it's more likely that the podcast the average listener is looking for is searchable in that app. But not always. For a variety of reasons, some podcasts are unlisted, so having the ability to manually add an RSS feed means that each listener can experience any podcast on their preferred app, if they're willing to go through the effort of finding that show's RSS feed and adding it in manually. Premium feeds are one example of an unlisted RSS feed for a podcast. These are limited access feeds created by the publisher, but with some specific requirements to gain access to the feed. Some premium feeds are meant to be private, perhaps used by a company to internally communicate with their workforce, which I think is pretty cool. Or it's a method for the listener to get access to extra content or an ad-free version of the show accessible for a fee. Premium feeds like this are designed once by the publisher, but each subscriber is provided their own unique RSS feed. That prevents public sharing of the feeds and is why you won't find premium feeds in podcast directories. In the world of podcast ad tech, premium feeds get completely overlooked. They require the publisher to do additional work on the creative and operations end, and they also take the effort to market and promote if the goal is to sell access. Also, salespeople tend to hate them because the assumption is they're completely ad-free. Spoiler alert, they don't have to be. Reducing the inventory they have available to sell. The big key that we're overlooking is that each premium feed is configured per listener not just for the protective nature mentioned above, but for the analytical benefit it brings to the table. With one unique feed per listener, the publisher knows who that listener is and their exact listening habits for their show, something we continue to clamor about in our quest for more data in podcasting. Theo, can you say, danger of letting apps leave? As I've said, and will continue to say until it changes, 
podcast apps have all the data. While podcast hosts, publishers, and ad tech companies are designed to live in the world of certified downloads measured from requests that include IP address, device user agent, and the episode being requested, podcast apps know substantially more about the listeners. Not only do they have the ability to collect first-party information like the listener's name, email address, billing address, and other data, but they can also easily know every single action the listener takes in their app, including how much of each piece of content they listen to. Apple, Spotify, and Google all provide portals for podcast publishers to log into and see an aggregate version of the data that the apps are collecting. Nothing shared is granular. And since there's no framework for how the apps measure and share this data, like there is for podcast hosting and analytics platforms to comply with, it's pretty hard to combine it all together. It also doesn't help that this data isn't passed back to the publisher's hosting platform directly. When we think of podcast apps offering the ability for their listeners to subscribe to premium feeds, we need to acknowledge one big thing. Podcast publishers do not own the listener relationship. While all these apps will probably soon provide a frictionless way for publishers to sell their premium feeds directly to listeners without having them exit the app, the publisher still won't own that relationship. This is the same model that we've seen in selling music, video, and apps across Apple, Google, and Amazon. Ultimately, the seller has no direct information about the purchaser. So for giving up somewhere likely between 15 and 30% of the subscription costs, publishers will have a fantastic opportunity to make additional revenue directly from their listeners in a well-designed user experience workflow. But the relationship between the publisher and listener won't change. And ultimately, nor will the data. Theo, can you say the sounds profitable setup? setup. The fun of having my podcast is that I get to implement ideas I want to see in action to better understand how they work. And of course, see if they're viable. So I've partnered with Supercast to offer a private feed for the Sounds Profitable podcast. And no, I'm not going to make you pay for it. Quite the opposite, actually. My show will continue to be hosted directly with Wooshka. What I like about Supercast was that it offers its service without making me either host in multiple places or switch to their platform, something we just don't have clarity on yet when it comes to what Spotify is offering. Sounds Profitable will always be free for people to learn from, and my goal with using a premium feed is to challenge the fact that content presented this way has to be ad-free or for fee. Whoever decided these rules is seriously misguided. So what exactly will the Sounds Profitable premium feed be? It'll be a way for you to customize the experience you want. On top of the weekly interviews with fantastic guests where we expand on the topics of past articles, I'm going to start narrating each week's article as exclusive content only available through the premium feed. There are two main reasons I'm doing this. The first is that I struggle to read every article that I come across each day, but I have plenty of time to listen to podcasts. When Tom Webster, who conveniently wrote about premium feeds this week, started recording an audio version of his newsletter, I switched almost entirely to listening to the audio version. I have more time to listen to audio than I do to read, especially when I can pop in a headphone while I make a cup of coffee or go for a walk. I'm making the assumption that this applies to some of you as well. The second reason is that I need additional reasons to encourage you to sign up for my completely free premium feed. Not only will you have access to the full back catalog of all my interviews, we'll be trimming down the public feed to contain only the four most recent episodes, you'll also have me narrating each article. For fun, I got my toddler to read out the section headers. I think it's pretty cute. Actually, I've created three different premium feed options for listeners to choose from. One is just the interviews. Another is just me narrating the articles. The third is both combined. 
My goal here was to allow you, the listener, to pick one option for Sounds Profitable that fits all your needs, instead of taking up two or more slots in your podcast library. Theo, can you say making money? Making money. That one was really good. Premium podcast feeds have been so underused, which has caused a few assumptions to be made. First off, you don't have to charge for them. I would be absolutely out of my mind to tell any of you how to manage your cost structure or make money podcasting. My expertise focused solely on using these tools Podcast Ad Tech provides and challenging you to try new and creative things with those tools, some of which might make you money. To me, the idea of having access to a listener's name and email, which they willingly shared, along with the ability to drop unique episodes into their personal feed, sounds like the type of thing creative publishers could use to make up for the infrastructure costs of a private feed. These costs run about $0.59 per month per listener on Supercast, which annualizes out to about $7.08 per listener per year. I'm no biz ops guy, but 7 bucks a year sure sounds like an amount that a savvy publisher or network could quickly recoup from the extra data collected by premium subscribers. Maybe a monthly or quarterly survey to take better advantage of the metrics for better reporting to those advertisers. Those surveys can range from knowing more about your audience to better sell to them, to using them for pre- and post-survey prompts for ad campaigns, and everything in between. Premium feeds allow publishers a direct connection to their listeners for the first time. So get weird and get creative. Second, a paid premium feed does not have to mean ad-free. Did you know Hulu still offers two tiers to their streaming, one with ads and one without, and both are paid? An ambitious publisher might realize that one episode per week with six ad spots per episode at a $50 CPM and 100% fill rate would earn them $15.60 per listener per year. So selling an ad-free premium feed for just $25 a year upfront would cover all fees and hit the maximum that listener could earn the publisher on day one. It's also easy to justify that the episodes pulled over from the public feed should stay the same, ads and all. But for the brand new premium content, it's another great place to get creative. The way I'll be exploring that is to present the narrated articles of Sounds Profitable thanks to our title sponsor that month. I'll read the short highlight they provided me, point out their call to action, and continue on the episode. Now, this additional content can have one single sponsorship without leaving a bad taste in the listener's mouth. Theo, can you say wrapping it up? Wrapping it up. Premium feeds require work, but there's something there. The friction is absolutely real. Asking a listener to click on a link in the episode details that clicks them out to a website, which then requires them to pay for something to get a special link to put back into their podcast player, that can be a bit of a hard sell. But if you make that worthwhile for the listener, you'll know them better than the podcast players will ever let you know them. Subscriptions are very exciting aspects of premium feeds, but we can't be naive. We've got to look at the relationship these major players have with their musicians, app developers, and product sellers on their platforms and ask how much do they get to know about the people buying their content? The answer really is not much, and they're not going to change for podcasting, an industry that is a blip in comparison to their other channels that are applying more pressure on them. It took over a decade for Apple and Google to make changes to the cut that they take from app developers, and neither platform makes any money off of us in podcasting yet. If premium feeds are interesting to you, invest the time in exploring in them now before the apps dictate to the listeners how subscriptions work. Once the apps make this process mainstream, it'll be hard for most publishers to convince the listeners to take the extra step to make that connection. Thanks for listening to my narration of this Sounds Profitable article written by me, Brian Barletta. 
Thanks again to Claritas for sponsoring this article. Having the tools to measure success is just one part of the equation. Claritas and Entercom have teamed up to share their strategies, measurement methodologies, optimizations, and benchmarks for brands and publishers alike to build more effective podcast ad campaigns. To find out more, click the link in the episode details. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. Can you say bye, Ian? Bye. Say thank you very much, Ian. And thank you for following the premium feed of Sounds Profitable, brought to you by Supercast. And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, marketing deep dives, and of course, the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening.